Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Tracy Sailor Show. I'm so excited to have my friends, my colleague, the one, the only, Sir Camp Inman from the Bay Area Nukes crew. I just knighted him. Congratulations, Camp. Thank you so much. This is exactly what I needed. This is great. It's December. I'm a sir. Uh, and I would make the Lady Tracy Sandler show. It's it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you very much. And I think we'll add Lady because the, the title is not long enough. So now it'll be the Lady Tracy Sandler show. And I think I think we're all in. Uh, Cam, we obviously cover the 49ers. I, I just said that as if you didn't know. But guess what? We totally do. Yeah. And it's rivalry week. They got a big game. Well, not as, I mean, I guess right now every game's a big game for the 49ers. It's not as big as maybe it was in 2019 and, and not as much on the line for both teams. But big game against the Seahawks. Every time the 49ers play the Seahawks, it's weird. No matter who's supposed to win, usually the Seahawks do. Uh, but that could be different this week. The Seahawks come into this game essentially in shambles, for lack of a better term. I believe they are 3-8. and eight. Not a great record. Um, one of those Correct. wins, of course, did come against San Francisco 49ers in a Correct. in a weird game. When they were in shambles. Yes, when yes. they were in shambles. So the tide has turned. Uh, but it will be interesting. The Niners will, of course, be without Debo Samuel. The, Nor- the Niners will be without Fred Warner. Cam, what does San Francisco mm. need to do to win other than potentially just show up? No, that's the thing. They need to show up and, and realize it's a place where they've had trouble in the past, so they can't take it for granted. I mean, they've only won once there in the last, what, 10 times. That was that 2019 epic finale. So they know that. And I think that's a great way to um, keep them from being overconfident. And I had asked Kyle Shanahan about just, you know, when you're on one of these hot rolls, I mean, I know you want to be humble, but you also got to kind of take pride that you're you're grooving, yeah. that, you know, you're name to game. There's things to build off of. And he says they are, he actually brought up the good point of, by going through that losing spell, it taught some of the younger guys on the team how bad the NFL can feel. And now that you experience the winning, it shows how great it is. You want more wins. So when you have an opponent down like this, like Seattle is, it's uh, it's important to take care of the business. Understand that uh, it's a place that's gotten to you in the past when you thought you had really good teams. And they can't afford to slip up. I mean, this is as great as things have gone to get them back on track. If they lose that game, and then everybody's going to start doubting them again. Mm-hmm. So, like, how can you lose to, like, the one-handed Russell Wilson and a terrible Seattle team? So, uh, but they're, they're, they're doing pretty darn good. And if, if you have to, like, miss Debo and Fred Warner for a game, I think this is okay because everybody else is going to be fired up to cover for him. Yeah, I agree. And, and you bring up a good point. This is not a team that can afford a trap game. They have no, there's no such thing as a trap game for this team. They're still, they're six and five. Yeah. They're they're on a three game win streak, but what happened before that? Of course, won the last four or five. But what happened before that was, as you said earlier, they were also in shambles. So this is not a team that can afford a trap game at all. You mentioned the one handed Russell Wilson, who came back from surgery much quicker than everybody thought. Uh, perhaps maybe rushed back because there's no way he's healthy right now. No, but. It's kind of interesting the way Pete Carroll's framing it, that Russell is throwing the ball deep really well and he's moving around really well, which are the two fear factors for a 49er right. defense, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
oh, that's right. He can still throw the ball deep and he's at two deep weapons. Mm -hmm. So DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett can make him look good. But you know who else can? Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Josh Norman, uh, any of the safeties that commit defensive pass interference because that's what the Niners do. Uh So if I'm the Seahawks, I'm just going, Russ, move around, buy time, heave it up there. We're going to get downfield for at least two touchdowns on these guys. So, I mean, Russell is the master escape artist against the 49ers. We've seen it. He's played him, I think, 20 times, and he's only lost to him four times. He he gets up. Every time you think you got Russell down, he rallies. And what's, that's what makes it so frustrating. Um, because for years, I figured that Seattle's talent around him was cratering. Like, he didn't have the line. He didn't have the defense. And finally, it kind of looks like that's the case. But you can't count him out. And never. No, I mean, but I mean, it's like, what, what's Seattle's mindset right now? Do they kind of feel like they're playing out the string? I, I don't sense that they have spoiler intentions or rivalry stuff. I don't get that vibe from them. I think they're just kind of, oh my God, we were just in Washington the other night and we almost pulled out uh, some of that Russell Wilson magic, but then we fell on our face again and we stink. I think, I think Seattle's trying to survive. I mean, I think they're trying to get through the season, put together some wins, and they're, they've been embarrassed, kind of. I mean, it, it is somewhat embarrassing for a team that was so good for so long, which is, I mean, pretty incredible. I think they put up a stat on Monday night that from, I mean, they went to the playoffs 2012 to 2020, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. It also shows you how hard it is to win a Super Bowl because they only won one Super Bowl in that time. But it's a pretty incredible streak. So I think for them, it's just they want to win, and you bring up another good point. There is talent on this team. I mean, you do have Tyler Lockett. You do have DK Metcalf. And these are people that the 49ers corners have had tremendous struggles with in the past. No, the secondary no. has. So it, it will be interesting to see if he's if they can't bring pressure to Wilson and he's able to escape and throw downfield, whether you're right, whether or not they make the catches or you just end up with, with a DPI. You know, they have never lost four games in a row. Uh, since Pete Carroll became coach in 2010. Um, the Niners, the Niners are really streaky, right? Yeah. I mean, like they, they lose what, eight in a row or nine in a row with Shanahan to start. They win eight in a row to start 2019 mm-hmm. and they lose four in a row this year. Now they're winning three in a row. It's a very, I don't know what that means. I, I, I'm not a sports psychologist, but I know that when they get on a roll, it, it either snowballs or keeps stacking. So I think, um, but you know, like coming off that, like one of those training camp practices, I think I said to you, was like, like, there's just something missing about this team. It's not clicking. There's there's something that's that hasn't meshed yet because it's like you have a lot of guys on prove-it-year deals and you have some veteran guys and then you have the whole weird quarterback dynamic. And, and all of a sudden, those concerns don't really, at least they don't seem to exist with me anymore. It really seems like, okay, finally they bonded. They figured out that they can run the heck out of the ball because they have really good um, offensive linemen and tight ends and receivers that are going to block their butt off and like enjoy doing it. And they're, they kind of figured out how to synchronize all that. And that's why um, they're running so well. It's not like Elijah Mitchell going 25 yards every game. No. I'm like, what a carry here. He, he, he gets a little bit and then gets a little bit more. And you're like, oh, oh, what's first down again? Oh, but we're going to need Jimmy Garoppolo to throw a third down pass. Can Jimmy do that one thing for us? In the last three weeks, he has. He's thrown some passes where you go, oh, he shouldn't be throwing that there. But then he does. He gets right in that, like, over the middle in that one tiny window. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo does best. I actually think 
statistically, so I think I'm being literal here, I don't know that there's anybody the last two weeks who's been better on third and fourth down than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I'm going to take your word for it because, I mean, but it it sure feels that way, doesn't it? I mean, it's not like... It does feel that way. but, but, But kind of the beauty of it is nobody talks about it, like in the national media, because like Jimmy's so... There's so many other things to talk about with Jimmy and you just kind of figure mm-hmm. out he doesn't have to do anything. He just has to hand it off, which isn't the case. And no, it's not. He's handled himself. I don't want to say so admirably. It's just this is who he is. He hasn't changed at all. I mean, he does swear uh, a few. We've heard three. He does curse, swear. We've heard the third curse word out of him this week uh, that for the first time since camp. That, so that was cool. Uh, but that's who Jimmy is. And that's why he endears himself to his teammates. And that's why there's not all this tension about um, when is he coming out for Trey Lance and all this. But let me ask you this. Okay. Since we're talking about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. So Kyle Shanahan comes out and says, yeah, well, this isn't necessarily about Trey and whether he's ready or the dynamic or how to help Jimmy in the rhythm. It's more about me, about my rhythm. And he starts talking about how he gets in this play con thing and what he wants to see out of the defense, right? How he has to react Mm -hmm. to a defense. And I was, one, it was kind of odd that you're admitting that you're more reactionary than attacking. Like, I mean, you're the okay. one in charge here. You know what defense right. you're probably going to play. And then, two, he's kind of dismissing the fact that he doesn't need Lance. Uh, I, I think it's like, I think he's under, I think he's just setting it up. I think there's gamesmanship here because you don't need Trey Lance right now or you haven't needed okay. him for the last month because your running game's doing well. Debo's been healthy. Kittle's been healthy. Ayuk's been productive. But guess what? Now you're missing Debo. So you need that extra element again. So, heck, if Trey mm-hmm. Lance comes in there for four or five snaps on Sunday in Seattle, I ain't going to be surprised. I, I agree. I also ain't going to be surprised. I could not agree with you more. And I think maybe that's, you know, that's the X factor. There's been talk already this yep. week. Well, Kittle's going to have to really step up. He's going to have to be all pro Kittle. I mean, Kittle is like, the blocking out of Kittle is is everything. So right. everybody should calm down on that. But I think the X factor could very well be Trey Lance. I I don't disagree with you. And we haven't seen him. And Kyle's been funny. I think his answers show, I agree with you, it's a little gamesmanship. And Kyle's a little so too with, open about, they, which I'm like, wait a minute. That's, that's like, he's really kind of confessing stuff that doesn't need to be discussed. Which makes you think that that's not the case. Now, but I, but you know what, Kittle, I mean, Kittle does so well blocking. That's part of that whole run game thing. And he is going to attract the Seahawks best defenders to cover, whether it's Bobby Wagner yeah. or whether I don't even want to say Jamal Adams is their, one of their best defenders because I don't think he's any good after he got paid. It's really weird watching him in Washington. Just kind of, it just didn't seem like he was totally into the game and kind of dispirited. Mm-hmm. But Kittle's going to attract one of those two guys, which means somebody else is going to have to step up. And Ayuk's done well. And everybody thinks, well, it could be Juwan Jennings, which maybe I'm not totally sold that, you know, yes, in the red zone it works, but now they're going to be expecting it. So a guy like a Trent Shurfield, um, you're going to go deep maybe to Travis Benjamin once to see if he's got that speed, that reason he's on the freaking roster. Let him loose. See if if it opens things up for your run game with Mitchell. Um, But here's here's who I, this is, I've just decided on this. This could okay. Be, oh, I'm so excited. This feels like breaking news. This could be a JWJ game, a Jeff Wilson Jr. game, because oh. Jeff Wilson Jr.'s physicality is perfect for the Seattle stage. That's where he kind of made his name when he came and like bolted over a safety for like an extra 10, 20 yards. And 
if you want to give Elijah Mitchell a rest on a Wednesday, like the Niners did, because he earned it with 32 touches Absolutely. in a game with a broken finger, um, yeah. I would want to mix in a fresh Jeff Wilson Jr. who didn't have to carry the ball last game just to see okay. if he could put a little bit more bruising on a Washington defense that was out there for 41 plus minutes in Washington. So are you calling it now Jeff Wilson Jr. is the X factor in the game on Sunday? Yes, but I'm not calling a 100-yard game from Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm calling a touchdown vulture Jeff Wilson Jr. How's okay. that? Yes. That's fine. I can totally I can to I can totally take that. The I appreciate fantasy that. People at around the Tracy Sanders should go, "Ooh, found something out." Yeah, we're going with a Jeff Wilson touchdown vulture game, yes. which I kind of like that. I think you should coin that phrase before Sunday. Okay. JWJ the vulture. It is. It's when we talk about the blocking, it, it's something with this team. And maybe this is just because obviously we're so focused on this team and maybe this is because I'm 49ers fangirl. But it does seem unusual that you would have, they've all bought, bought in. Like it becomes about team first. Yeah. And you look at what's going on with the Rams, and I don't I don't know what's going on exactly at the Rams, but you look at there's a lot of egos there, and I'm not saying that's necessarily the issue, but it is kind of interesting with the San Francisco offense that they have all bought in to the blocking and that seems to take precedence over personal stats. Yeah, and it's and it's guys where and you're developing some of the younger guys too, when Trent Williams and Alex Mack aren't practicing on a Wednesday and then McGlinchey's mm -hmm. out. So you have new offensive linemen, but then you're teaching Charlie Warner and the wide receivers, and Juszczyk is unbelievable. Just wherever they line him up, he's freaking fantastic, and that's why he deserves everything he gets, and it's kind of nice. Keep him under the radar so people don't think about him, but he's awesome about it. Um, it's fun to watch, and but everybody knows the weakness is on the right side, and it's just like, Okay, is Tom Compton and Daniel Brunskill, when are they going to get exposed? They're not going to get exposed against Seattle because Seattle has no pass rush whatsoever. So, I mean, Jimmy can pass it around if he wants to and actually go outside the hash marks towards the boundaries probably more than ever. Um, mm -hmm. You don't necessarily need to do that, but uh, I don't know. But he I, can. He wants to. He, he can, wants to play around with it. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has exited at halftime of the last two games against Seattle with injuries, whether it was the ankle in Seattle or the calf contusion in Santa Clara this year. He's got to finish out a game. And there's that, I mean, I don't know how many times you've gone to Seattle, but I've been up there enough with 49er games where there's always what? one or two really bad injuries. And it's almost like the place is haunted. And it just like, I mean, it, obviously the biggest one was Navarro Bowman. Uh, Vernon okay. Davis took a huge shot from Camp Chancellor back in the day. Mario Manningham had his knee blown out on a cheap shot to his knee. Um, and then every year there's just some really hard hits. The division rivalry thing gets going. So that is another X factor in the game. Well, and last year it wasn't just Jimmy Kittle got hurt in that game too. Y yes, Mr. Kittle. He, that was that. His cuboid bone, I believe is what they called it. Did yes, you know that? Which... Yes. I did. I did. Not, I think I remember them saying it. And I was like, what is that? Did they not teach anatomy at the University of Michigan? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you brought up Michigan. Go blue. Big game this weekend versus Iowa for the Big Ten Championship. And playing back and I don't know if you know this. We beat Ohio State last weekend. Congratulations. That was uh, that was a big win for the guy in the khakis. It was uh, it was overdue. Speaking of four daughter games in Seattle, that was a big win for the guy in the khakis. <laughs> Is, is he, he he's um he's not leaving for Notre Dame or anything, is he? 
No, no, I don't think he's, I don't know that he's leaving for anything. Not the rate. I bet Jim Harbaugh's the Raiders coach in about two months. You think? I, Why you got ruined my week? I, I lost Max Scherzer this week. I lost Corey I just Seager that, this week. I just wanted that and now you want on, on record in case that happens. You can say, I called it out two months before. Maybe, maybe, I can. It won't even need two months. It, it could be a month. Now they'll be in the playoffs, so it'll get a month and a half, two months. Yeah, he's not going to pull one of these. I'm just going to go ahead and leave now. See, this is part of the 49ers that like, talk, though, because, I mean, I mean, this, I can't believe he stayed in Michigan this long. I mean... Every, it's the longest he's been anywhere. Because he says he always wears out his welcome, and Michigan was down, and that it took one good year uh, with a good quarterback, and they played really well. So Michigan's also big on, like, a Michigan man. So Michigan's really probably not going to fire Jim Harbaugh. No, they no will I mean, he also has so much respect for the school, you know, as do I. The first time I went to Ann Arbor and I went to Coach and Fort, the barbershop, and got my hair done, and they sharpen ice skates in the back of the, of the barbershop. I'm very impressed mm-hmm. by that. Yes, very good. Ann Arbor is a wonderful, impressive, perfect place, uh, and everybody should get to go there at least once. Yes. So well, that's how many people are going There's going to be a lot of 49er fans going to Seattle this weekend, I think. There are going to be a ton of 49ers fans to go to Seattle this weekend. And um, I mean, 49ers fans travel well. There were a lot of 49 fans in Jacksonville, which is not an easy place to get to, uh, especially from the West Coast. So 49ers fans travel well. There will be a lot this weekend. I'm interested, too, to see Seattle's very down. Oh, they're pulling the 12th right man. Oh, yeah, they're they're pulling out. Yeah, I mean, I, looked, yeah, on, so, I looked online for tickets yesterday. I said out of curiosity because a few weeks ago, my family mm-hmm. was going to go with me on this trip. And we looked to see, and the tickets were two to three hundred dollars, right? Right now, mm-hmm. you can get under a hundred bucks, and there's every section. It's sure. they're ju- they're jumping off the bandwagon. They're saving their money for the Seattle Sounders and the uh, Kraken. There's a, there's other shows in town now. There are there are other shows in town now. The Kraken people are very into the Kraken. They're very excited. Right. They have a great name. It's just fun to say Kraken. I know, but they're so, not they're not going to be playing Saturday when we're in town because we have to go watch some football game. Oh, you know, you guys, the football game he's referring to is the aforementioned Michigan-Iowa Big Ten Championship game at 5 p.m. Pacific. Well, wait a minute. I may have to watch Cal-USC later after that because my daughter does Cal now. So That's fine. Yeah. If you watch my game with me, I'll watch your game with you. Okay. And my dad went to Cal and he loves Cal. By the way, and then we'll be watching a game Sunday and what used to be one of the coolest press boxes in the NFL because it was very spacious and new and they were very accommodating. And then they shrunk it in about a third and everything's stacked on top of each other. But they still are the only press box in America that has their own barista who comes and takes your And that's why it's my favorite. It's my favorite press box because there's a Starbucks in the press box. Do you remember when they used to come take our order halfway through the second quarter? She still will. come take it. Oh, she will. No, you have to go. Seriously? You have to go to that. Yeah, yeah well. you have to go to that. I mean, we'll we'll survive, everybody. Don't nobody get too upset. But no, you you do it. But back in the day, they used to come take our order about halfway through the second quarter. They, um, my wife went to a game about twenty years ago, and she, I was down on the field or something pregame, and I came back up, and one of the other writers said, "Oh, your wife was just in here." I go, "What do you mean?" Uh, yeah, she came in here. I go, "How did she get in the press box?" I thought this was a secured environment, but she talked her way. <laughs> That's amazing. Good for her. Well, yeah, I'd let her in. Well, that's awesome. Good for her. Maybe she can come on Sunday. No, she, she was going to, but she's not. But, you know, one of her best friends was a, a Seattle Seagal of the year about 10, 12 years ago, cheerleader-wise. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Georgia. That's awesome. She's great. Fan Girl Sports Network appreciates a seagull. So mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. we're into that there. We're into that. Uh, okay. Back to the game on Sunday. I mean, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Uh, I'm going to make you do that. I'm terrible at this, so it's really unfair that I'm going to do this to you. You've said Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be the X Factor. So I'm gonna, not going to make you do something terrible yet. Yeah. I am going to pick an, an X Factor. Okay. I think the X Factor is going to be Aziz Alshire. That's too easy. He's, he's above the yes, He's he's like he X means he? X means it's like a, a something you're not expecting. I mean he is Yeah, he, but Aziz is coming in and taking over for this. He's coming in knowing he's taking over for Warner. I don't know. Right. So he's he's not he's Fred Warner two. He's uh he's Fred Warner two point oh. Okay, maybe. then I'm so, okay, I get a new X Factor. Uh Charlie Warner. Yeah. I, you cannot yeah, put down I, my X Factors. They're my X Factors. <laughs> No, I'm trying to get you a Y. How about a uh, X, Y, or Z? I mean, it could be special teams, right? I mean, maybe it's could a be. Robbie Gold game, you know? Or maybe. could it be Trent, Trent Cannon was a huge X factor last game in the wrong way. Yes, uh, he last was. Last time they played Seattle, bumbling back-to-back kickoffs there. That wasn't good. So, that, But I think that's a lesson that there's. it's the person you least suspect might pay, be the difference in the game. Well, That's, then I'm going back to, to Charlie Warner. So I asked Kyle about Charlie Warner the other day because he has been such a big part of the blocking game and he had that big 11-yard catch the other day. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think it's going to be Charlie Warner. I think it's going to be like a third or fourth down. Not a fourth down. It's going to be a third down. And it's going to be like kind of pivotal point in the game where the 49ers could theory run away with it. And I think it's going to be Charlie Warner who makes the big catch and then they never look back. I could be wrong, but that's okay. How about he makes the big catch and it's actually a button hook and he laterals it back to somebody and then they take off running. Okay, that's the fine. I mean, it's very specific. In like eighth grade flag football, I, that was the only play we could ever work and get yardage. And I don't understand why teams don't do it more other than the balls floating in the air. With who is he going to button? I mean, as long as we're making up the scenario, who is he going to button hook it to? Because I think it needs to be someone that you don't expect. Oh, no, it would be the George Kittle. It's a tight end university thing. It's, oh, it's, okay. uh, it's, it's a compadre thing. Yes. So, it'll be officially absolutely. national tight end day. No, that's in October. Well, uh, it would, we'd but have every to, day, they'd have to re-celebrate it. No, no, every day is national tight end day. It's just, it can't be national white sneaker day. And the fact that Pete Carroll has been able to carry that look for a decade is quite impressive. I mean, it's actually might cause my like, cleats on Sunday. For talking about shoes. Oh, that's true. Oh, do you think he'll come out in cleats? Because wait a minute. First, the white sneaker has made a comeback in the last couple of years, correct? Oh, yes, it has. It has made a fashion. Right? So I give, Pete, I, give, I give Pete credit for riding through the storm. Okay. He went from like the white Velcro grandpa's white sneakers to now looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Mike Claus bike cleats. I hope like, it's like, we really do need to celebrate what these guys do. Um, that they're, they're using their platform to try to create uh, light on something that needs uh, attention and every and so many different avenues. And I think that's cool that the NFL has found a way to do that. And you just wish you could like, there'll be more ways to interact where people, because like we just had Giving Tuesday, right? Where people yeah. can donate money to causes. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you want to keep riding that wave of people being generous with the holiday spirit and happy Hanukkah to you. And, every, you. and it's just all this, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it would yeah. be cool not to get totally off here, but it'd be cool if my cause, my cleats could be a year round thing. 
I mean, it doesn't, maybe they highlighted in December, but there doesn't seem any reason to me that somebody couldn't be wearing these cleats all through the year and bringing attention. It's the NFL uniform police, but my daughter Brooke had a very good idea a year ago to promote, um, to promote colleges. And rather than just, you know, the college per that every uniform should have whatever your college emblem was. So like somebody would have the that. M for like one game, like maybe, and it can't be the opening weekend, but at some point where colleges are like, there's some kind of educational push, mm-hmm. right? Like make a push towards education. Love it. That the players would wear. Maybe maybe it's a decal on the back of the helmet, right? Just your small, like something small, but it's a way to promote education. And it, the problem is, it's just like, I don't know if the NFL wants to associate itself with college any more than they have to outside of three days of the year during the draft. That might be true. That's that's potentially true. And I mean, colleges may have mixed feelings about it too, but I like the idea. I do like what color would your what color would your cleats be um, for the Tracy Sandler show? My cause, my cleats. Well, they'd probably be pink and sparkly. If we're being honest. Okay. Unless they were with, you know, I think they'd have to be right. Would they be with some blue? Would they have be dazzled? Well, I don't think they'd be dazzled because that's hard in a cleat, but they'd be there'd be glitter. There'd definitely be glitter, and I think there'd be pink with elements of blue and purple. Um, they, I mean, I think we all know they'd be beautiful. <laughs> they'd be absolutely gorgeous. Of course. Spectacular. Of course. And it would, the cause would be either something, um, probably, uh, something I'm very involved with Casa LA. Uh, re- I'm a court appointed special advocate for a foster child. So I think the cause would be that. And then something about rescuing dogs. Oh, I, I'm a big, uh, animal rescue foundation. Uh, uh. I don't want to say contributor, but we did rescue a dog and we go, we always support ARF once a year, Tony LaRusso's foundation up in Walnut Creek. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I might love that. Yeah. So what would be your case? I would probably have, I would have pinstripes, I think. There's not enough pinstripes in football outside of officials' jerseys. I, I think pinstripes are, ooh, or Scottish tartan uh, cleats. And what would your cause be, animal rights? Um maybe you can't go wrong with animal rights but also you got to support the youth of america in some fashion so uh there's not a cause that you can really go wrong like when you looked at the list of like the 20 different things that mm-hmm. matters you don't say oh, what is that one that's that one doesn't deserve any right everything deserves something. right right no that's 100 percent true um all yeah. right i'm going to come back to the point where i'm going to make you do something terrible what's your score prediction mm. i hate score predictions so i'm sorry in advance Oh, I don't mind score. I have, I do one a week, but um, I'm bad at it. You know him. what? I did. Um, I have. I do predictions every uh, every Thursday, and I can tell you, I predicted the 49ers to win. Okay. Uh, what I predicted it by, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was something like 27 to 17. I was actually going to pick that score, but since you picked it, I will pick a different score, and I am going to go. 30 to 14. I'm giving them a big win. I, I don't mind that. I mean, keep it going in the 30s. You know, this team was on a roll. Man. On a roll. And, the they've, Nick Bosa. and if they've never lost four in a row like the Nick Bosa under, is this the Nick Bosa here? Um, yeah. You guys people can't that see. Some of you might like be able to see, but I'm doing a shrug. <laughs> um, if they've never lost four in a row under Pete Carroll, all that says to me is they're due to lose four in a row. This would be a good time to do it. Yep. And uh, 
that's going to be a little chilly in Seattle from what I hear. So pack a coat. Okay. Um, pack, pack, pack a flask and uh, pack your uh, cool cleats that you can uh, bedazzle. It'd be amazing. If I have bedazzled cleats, I'm going to ask if I could just be on the field. <laughs> is, it, is it cool if I just stay down here? Oh, well, you guys come to the socks. I'll be down here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my lady, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. I hope I uh, contributed more than I should have over 28 minutes or whatever. So You contributed so much to this episode. It is one of my six favorite episodes. And that's, I think, believe because this is our sixth episode of the Tracy Sandler Show. And this is definitely one of my favorites. Okay, now I just, I'm going to make my first New Year's resolution and that's to return on the Tracy Sandler Show in 2022. I like it. Why don't we make a plan for you to return during the playoffs should they make it? I've already got my uh, hotel rooms booked for Green Bay. Oh, that was smart. Sorry, yeah. well, you guys know what I'm, I'm doing when we sign off. <laughs> I'm not a rookie. I've been around. You have. You have been around. Well, thank you for joining me. If you guys like what you heard, which I know you did, because how could you not with Sir Cam Inman, make sure to rate and review and follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And I'll talk to everybody later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.